Ask or tranny. Take it, Orion. What she said. Ask a tranny. Don't, don't, don't. No, no, but do. We got a show to do. Ask a tranny. Tranny. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French, and you are listening to yet another episode of Ask a Tranny, the live questions and answers show that we do on Fridays, uh, apparently tonight at 9. Got uh, Orion with us here. Greetings. Uh, How you doing? I don't care. <laughs> I'm tired of that. It's never gonna so, yeah, stop. So, yeah. How you doing, Ryan? Get the fuck out of here. What the? <clears throat> so, uh, hey, uh, wow, we got a live one tonight. We had a really good episode last week. Did you listen to it? You weren't here. Uh, no, I was too busy <laughs> with my feelings hurt. Every time I come over, like get the hell out of here. How you do? How you doing, Ryan? Well, I'm doing. Get the hell I out don't, of here! I don't like you or anything about <laughs> <See>? you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take off again. You know what I mean? uh, we got a lot of questions and answers to get to, and some uh, questions and answers from last week's show that I didn't get a chance to get to. So we're going to get to the. How many times can I say get? get we're just get. We're gonna get 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 get. <laughs> Uh, but before we do that, let's ease our way into it. How was your day, Ryan? Do you care? <laughs> well, let's see. How interesting is your story? <laughs> uh, it was. It was all right. It was a really big weekend. I had to play three gigs. And oh, yes, you did. Yes. You know, it is what it is. You see how your story didn't get interesting? <laughs> yeah. You, no, he's right. I, I don't care. I don't care. No, I do care. How was how was the gig? Because I was at one of them, and it was fantastic. Uh, you almost made me say something to you. Why the hell am I telling the story? How, how was the gig? You were there. You saw it. Yeah, but it's your story. You were behind oh, the gig. Oh, I, was just, I was just there as an audience oh, member. bad at telling stories. Oh, you, no, you're not. I think it was a really good night. You had a really good night playing some really heavy music and one of the coolest clubs that I fucking ever been to that didn't know existed in uh, downtown Dallas in Deep Ellum. Uh, that's our little like rock area. It's a small section of downtown called Deep Ellum. And there's a rock club that I'd never been to before called Reno's. And it's a fucking like biker slash metal bar. And it's one of the like, most chilled laid back kind of metal bars I've ever been to. And uh, yeah, highly recommend them. Reno's. Sound man was good. The sound oh, yeah. was good. Absolutely. The the uh, the drinks were, were, were coming. Uh, cheap drinks too. Yeah. Cheap drinks. I bought I bought known. all of the alcohol for under thirty six bucks. I thought I was gonna walk out paying like a, I really felt like I spent about a hundred dollars at this bar. It's like thirty six bucks, and that's including the tip. It was really nice. I love the Reno's. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get them to be a sponsor. On the show. <laughs> yes, that's Reno's. Reno's Chop Shop, Deep Ellum. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> So, okay, hey, people are starting to join the room. Let me pay attention to the chat room for a second. Say hi to our uh, loyal, faithful listeners. Uh, Said hi to uh, the John Don. That's how I'm saying your name correctly. So, hi there. And uh, Lamont Hill says hello. Well, hello, Lamont Hill. How you doing tonight? How you doing? 
You know, I <laughs> I forget we're on a delay, yeah. and I wait for them to respond, and then they're just dead, just dead, dead air, <laughs> dead air for six seconds. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let me start by um, addressing some. I don't know if these people are going to show up to the room or not. I hope they do. But if not, if they can't join us today, I'm going to talk to some past listeners from last week's show, and uh, hopefully they can uh, either tune in in a little bit and say hi or uh, hear the repeat when we uh, get this thing posted to our archives. Um, So on last week's show, I had a dude named uh, Brett Wendell. If I'm if I'm remembering that correctly, Brett Wendell uh, asked me about some, what I thought about some bands, and he named three bands, and one of them I knew. I knew he he named the the Gourds, uh, Jonathan Richmond, and the Pixies, and the Pixies are the only ones I'd ever heard of, and so I spoke about the Pixies, and uh, but I was curious to know about the other two bands that he wanted to know about, what my opinions of them were. So I went, I looked them up. Uh, see, the show does work. You chime in, and we answer your questions. <laughs> I did very little work, very little research. But the research I did uh, garnered these results. Uh, the Gourds. Um, so, yeah, an Austin band uh, that uh, started around, I want to say, 2007 and are no longer playing. The 2013 is, is the last we heard from the Gourds. And uh, they're basically, an, uh, I mean, we're about t- almost 300 miles from Austin, 200 miles, something like that. We're, we're a fair bit from Austin, but it's in our neighborhood. Um, and I know when I heard the Gourds, when I listened to some of their stuff and did some research on them, um, very much an Austin kind of country back porch kind of band uh but with one small problem uh they got pegged as being a novelty act uh hey that was a sound that happened um they got yeah five people woo absolutely gadfly swats yeah these people with their names um (laughs) anyway so the sad thing about the gourds was uh they got pegged as a, a novelty act because they they did the. They were too clever for their own good, and they started playing rap tunes in this in this kind of back porch country style, and uh, they couldn't live it down. And um, I think their big uh, hit, as it were, the Gourds was uh, "Gin and Juice." They did a cover of "Gin and Juice." Listen to it. I mean, for the kind of band that they are. Um, they're what I expect, and uh, to be quite honest with you, I, I don't know. Not such a not such a big fan. We got a ton of bands like this in in Texas, um, and besides their little uh, foray into doing wacky cover songs, there wasn't really that was that there wasn't much that was that special about them, um, but. You know, I get that type of music. I just think there are better v- versions of that type of, of band. Um, so it's not it's not anything particular about the band that I find disagreeable. It's just that I think it's been done better, and uh, and I kind the proof is in the pudding. You know, it's uh, they have been defunct since 2013. So that's what I think about the Gourds. Uh, and then the more interesting thing 
uh, Brett Wendell from last week's show, uh, you said, what do I think about uh, Jonathan Richmond? I had no idea. Do you know who Jonathan Richmond? No. Never heard of the man? Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> um Jonathan Richmond was a guy. He's a, a singer-songwriter, born in 1951, and started putting his first bands together around 1970. And the man, by and large, his talent is unremarkable. Um, but he is one of these people where tenacity was the key. Like he's one of these guys that never quit even though he really wasn't with it or had much talent as a singer-songwriter, uh, he just never stopped doing it. And so if he has any kind of name at all, it's only through his tenacity. Not a lot of a talent there from what I heard. Uh, I'll tell you, he has a sad claim to fame. Um, and again, this is one of these situations where when you hear the story, it kind of tells you everything you need to know about the guy. He started a band in 1970, his first official band called the, uh, the Modern Lovers. And um, the only thing good that came out of that band was that he wound up giving his keyboardist to the talking heads and he wound up giving his drummer to the cars so if it wasn't for jonathan richmond <laughs> like his his side players went on to become <laughs> cool stuff <laughs> it's that kind of sad luck guy you hey, know same as it ever was <laughs> same as it ever was what were you expecting but, me to say but when you listen like to speak to the guy's actual catalog and what he does this is a man that was um and it says so on his it, you can hear it right away but it says so on his wikipedia entry um the man was absolutely in love with the velvet underground and was trying to be lou reed and like lou reed sucks and he was worse <laughs> than that <laughs> So I got to tell you, uh, Jonathan Richmond, not a fan, not a fan. I think his story is more interesting than uh, than his actual musical output. Uh, and so that was the three bands: the Gourds, Jonathan Richmond, and the Pixies. So what and you know what an the... odd kettle yeah. of fish for me to like give opinions about. Like I can't now that I know what those other two mystery bands are. And they also asked about the Pixies. I'm like, what does your fucking CD catalog look like? Like, uh, they did say, oddly enough, they said um, when they originally asked me this question, Brett Wendell uh, said, "I want to know what you think about these three bands, like not all together but separately." So I think Brendel knows that it's this is like very weird diverse group of bands that have nothing to do with each other that he was asking me about so i kind of i want you to brett get uh brent brett was it brett brett get back to us with why those three bands you wanted to know my opinion about uh, now i went long-winded about the pixies so you know what i have to think there and now you know what i think about the other two bands why'd you pick those three because that that seems like a really odd pairing Anyway, hey, let's create some future content. Uh, Brett, get back to us with that. Um, I also have to uh, go over a guy by the name of Blue Jay of Evil from last week's show. I wanted to answer some questions that I didn't have answers to at the time. Um, he was asking me about my thoughts on death metal and wanted to know about what I thought about the, uh, uh, the band called uh, God Dethroned. 
specifically an album called uh, Bloody Blasphemy, or Bloody Blaspheme. Not sure which one it is. But either way, um, I checked it out, and uh, it is um, death metal. It's exactly, it just seems like middle-of-the-road death metal. Uh, now, I kind of went long-winded about my thoughts on death metal, uh, death metal last week. Uh, so check out last week's episode if you want to hear about that. But from what I can tell, this band, um, it just sounds exactly like what you'd expect out of, you know, contemporary death metal. Didn't feel anything special about it or anything. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just kind of there. Kind of want to know why you wanted to know about that specific band. Um, Anyway, uh, Blue Jay Evil also asked about uh, my thoughts on Pinochet, the uh, dictator. And I went and did a little research about him. And again, without context, you just like asked like straight out of the gate what my thoughts were on Pinochet. I was like, well, I don't know anything about the dude. So uh, thanks. I got to now do some research. I did my research. Seems like the guy's an asshole. So if... uh, if I need context, uh, Blue Jay Evil, if you're listening to this, um, ask. I need to know why you wanted my thoughts on Pinochet. Because uh, without that missing information, I don't know what you want me to speak to. So we're gonna we're gonna put that one on the shelf uh, until I hear back from you. Um, now with the old stuff out of the way, I'm gonna go back and address the room and see if. Um, See if there's any questions in the chat room. Let me see if uh, anybody else has joined us. Oh, uh, Lamont Hill. Uh, okay, hey, how you doing, Lamont Hill? Says, uh, you turned my eyes to trans. Then he says females. Then he says, am I saying it right? Wait, are you saying uh, that... Uh, what are you saying? I don't know. What are you saying? Are you saying that, like, what, the, the porn stuff that I do got you into being into, like, uh, trans folks? I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Gadfly Swat says, what are trans eyes? I, I don't see, I see. This is very confusing. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Texting someone, sending a message through a text yeah. or, or an email is a very cryptic thing. We need you to be more specific so we can understand the context of how the question is being asked. Right. Without well, that, we can't answer your questions. Right, right. And well, and more importantly is there is a, there is a technical delay. So it's not as conversational as it might seem up front. So the more information you give us in your questions, the better we can answer them. Because then... Then we just, if we're responding to every single fragmented sentence you say, there's going to be a lot of dead air waiting for us to read, waiting for you to respond to the thing that we're responding to. It's going to be a big nightmare. So when you ask your questions, uh, try to be as succinct and as like uh, as possible. Um, anyway, uh, I do have uh, some questions from the burner line. That we're going to address. Now, this is from two weeks ago. Um, this is from our buddy Don, who is a, uh, a radio, uh, uh, he's a DJ, he's a radio host, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Ohio 
or Iowa. What's up, Don? Yeah, how you doing, Don? Anyway, Don asked some questions, and uh, we can start getting your voice on the radio uh, or on the podcast uh, <laughs> because he asked things that you may be able to speak to, Orion. Um, Don says, hey, got, uh, hey guys, uh, thought I'd throw a couple things out there. Uh, keeping with the music theme, uh, uh, a lot of our shows have been music-based, in case nobody knows what I'm talking about there. Um, and we were heavily talking about music on uh, two shows ago. Uh, he says, uh, keeping with the uh, music theme, what was the best concert you've been to? Your favorite concert and the worst. Um, then he goes on to explain that the best for him was uh, uh, he saw Ario Speedwagon and Twisted Sister. That's a that's a weird lineup. Uh, both were Kickass Live. Uh, his favorites, Alice Cooper. Uh, 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 oh oh. Uh, he says the worst concert he's ever been to was Cheap Trick. Uh, they didn't want to be there, and they were just going through the motions. Uh, they were out of tune. That's odd. And just didn't care. It really sucked. Um, so anyway, uh, there is a there is a second question, but let's address the first one. The first one being, what is the best, uh, most interesting, and worst concert you've ever been to? Who have you seen lately, or who have you seen in your past that it, it like sticks out in your memory? My best concert also was my first concert. Mm. And uh, a friend of mine took me to see um, Primus oh, at the shit. Dallas Music Complex. Primus was complex. your first concert. Yeah. What the, year was this? The Sailing of Caesar Cheese Tour. Son of a bitch. So this is eighty. This is like ninety one, ninety two. Um, yeah. <clears throat> nice. And um, it was. A- and have you th- now? Primus is a weird one. Up to that point, had you ever heard of Primus before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Me, me and my me and my best friend uh, Fido. Um, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to hang out, drive around, go run errands and do this for his uh, parents and um, hang with his friends. And every time we drive, we put in Primus and listen to Primus all the time. So when my friend said, oh, I want some, some tickets to go see Primus, I said, really? Really? Knock yourself out. You're going to have a blast. I'm sure you are. He said, yeah, because you're coming with me. And this is my, my best friend, Barry Dodd. Love him to death. And... Um, like, come on, dude, you go, you go. I got a crew together, we're gonna go see him. So we went and saw him and and this was when Tim Alexander was playing with him. Yep. And I that was the first time I heard over the electric grapevine live. Wait, in in ninety one? Yes. Cause that's from the uh Tales from the Punchbowl album, which came out in ninety four. So that's I guess they just kinda it just hadn't made it to an album yet. Yeah, he also did kind of a variant type of solo on it that <laughs> He at the end of the at the end of the at the end of the song he plays this this solo that's based on that floor time groove that took me my entire life to learn until until you just recently discovered it at practice yeah, a few weeks ago y'all don't even want to know <laughs> anyway I was mad drummers understand <laughs> yeah I was mad I was I was Charlie Brown mad I was Anyway, um, he 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 played this solo on it, and and Les spit some water on him at the end of the solo. It was hilarious. Nice. Um, but anyway, well, that was that was a, that was a good one. That sounds great. What uh, what was the worst concert you've ever been to? Have you had a worst concert? Because I know mine. I I haven't had a worst concert yet. I absolutely have. Uh, back in the day, my first concert, I believe, what uh, it was, um. 
It was Aussie. It was a uh, Freaker's Ball. Nice. It was a thing that we had here on uh, that was hosted by. What was that? Was the Eagle right? That was the Eagle. The, the, yeah, it was a Freaker's Ball. It was a uh, 1997, I want to say, and uh, it was held at a place called the. I always know it as the Starplex. I don't know what they're calling it these days, but big rock arena, arena type thing, and um, and all like all through my late teens and early twenties, I always went to shows at the Starplex, um, and the worst one I ever had was at the Starplex. I was, uh, I believe, twenty, maybe twenty-one years old, dirt poor. Had no money, was basic, basically homeless. Uh, but my buddy Eric um, had uh, he bought some he bought some tickets to go see Nine Inch Nails, and he had an extra one. It was him and his sister and his friend, uh, and and they had an extra ticket, and they wanted me to come along. And I went, and I had hadn't eaten in like two days. Um, I wasn't drinking water because I was a dumb 20-year-old that just, <laughs> and, and, and we're way, way the fuck in the, the background. The Starplex is built in such a way where there's, you know, about a hundred rows of seats and then there's a lawn area behind that and those were the cheap tickets. Um, and he had the, um. He actually had like almost the very last back row before it became the lawn. So, like, if it's on the lawn, you get to see the teleprompters and you can enjoy the band that way and see them as tiny little figures way out in front of you. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the back of the actual rows, there's no sweet spot, and it's just it just looks like a bullshit concert that's too loud. The speakers are in such a position, and you're in such a position where it's just giving you a headache. And I was about to pass out from hunger, and I've never had such a huge migraine in my life. And I generally like Nine Inch Nails. They're you know not, not my favorite band, but definitely if you can go see them, do go see them. It's not like they you know they put on a good show. Um, but I couldn't enjoy it at all, and I was sick to my stomach. And all I I kept on banging Eric on the shoulder and saying, "Dude, I I have to get out of here." I'm dying. I like. I literally felt like I was dying, and I was <laughs> dehydrated, hungry, poor. I couldn't go buy myself anything, and I had too much pride to ask my fucking douchebag friends if they'd get me even a coke or anything. Um, so yeah, that was that was a really really bad one, and it it ruined uh, what was probably a really good Nine Inch Nails concert. <laughs> um, so that was my worst show. Um, let me. Uh, there, there is uh, Don has one more thing to say, but I want to get back to the room and start addressing some of these folks. Don, I will get back to your second question from the burner line in just a moment. Um, oh, and John Don's in the room. Yeah, okay, so good. Uh, oh, he corrected us on where he is. He is in uh, Keokuk, Iowa. Okay. So, great. Um, yeah, you're going to have to uh, hit me up with your... There has to be some kind of way I can hear your show. If you can hit me up with a link, maybe you guys have a a, a website or something I can go to, a podcast form of your show or something. I'd like to hear it, see what you guys are up to. Um, Salacious Shauna, uh, regular of the room. Hey, hey Shauna, Shauna, how you doing? Um, says, uh, damn it, I had it set to watch and audio failed on my computer and forgot why I had restarted it. Oh, okay. Well, y you can hear us now. You're with us now, right? Seems like you are. Um, 
Oh, and uh, Gadfly Swat says, welcome, Shauna. Yeah, everybody say hi to Shauna. <laughs> uh, John Don says, our friend Don says, uh, my ears were ripping for three days after I saw Quiet Riot. <laughs> well, they don't call them Quiet Riot for a reason. I don't know how that, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They're quiet, damn it, and it's a riot. Damn it. <laughs> They, they, they lure you to a false sense of security. It's quiet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope you, I hope we answered your question there, John, with the, uh, or Don, sorry. John, Don, uh, John, Don, which do you prefer? Would you like to be called Don or John? And, and, and why the rhyming names back and forth with the John Don? <laughs> Is there a story there? I'm going to call you Don. I've been calling you Don. I'm just going to keep calling you Don. That's Good. that's now Good. your name on the show. So now that you call him Don, I'm going to call him John. <laughs> there you go. Uh. Let's, <laughs> let's get this confusing mess started. <laughs> uh, chaos reigns. <laughs> Hold on. Just a second. I'm going to light smoke. Don has another question. Let's hear what John has to say. Uh, let's see. He says, uh, whoop, lost it. Lost it. Getting it back. Getting it back. Hold up. Oh, there we are. Uh, question machine. Okay. Uh, Don's second question is, uh, has being in porn had a positive or negative effect on your love life? Oh boy. What a kettle of fish. What a can of worms. Um, I can't keep these bitches off of me. <laughs> Oh, you must be talking to uh, her. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, in general, it has been equal parts bad and good. Uh, so let me start with the good parts. Um, because I'm in the business that I'm in uh, and am relatively successful at it, it's, it's because of networking. Uh, any job that anybody's good at is usually the result of networking, shaking hands, and being personable, and kind of faking it till you make it. Uh, and this business is no different. Uh, and so saying that, I've had an opportunity, uh, many, to meet a lot of really cool people. And um, some of those people you start to build relationships with. And... Um, I say there's there's a good handful of people that I've dated or have built relationships with that I've met because of porn, um, and I guess that's just uh, that's just par for the course, you know. Uh, this is where so many people meet uh, people that they're dating or significant others just through their job. And again, porn's no different. Just because it's a weird job doesn't mean it's it's uh, it's still not the same. Yeah, it's the same as anything else. Um, on the bad side, uh, and, well, and to the relationships I've had through porn are all like they're generally good. There's always horror stories, but they're people that I still talk to. Maybe I'm not dating them currently, but they're they've become you know they're they're still friends. They're still work partners and compatriots. Um, so nothing like nothing really bad or horrible happened uh, because of the people that I've met through porn as far as like my interpersonal relationships with them. Um, 
so it's it's good there, but there are there is a there is a a bad side, and the bad side is um, relationships that have been lost because of porn, and that's the bad thing about uh, porn, at least as far as my case is concerned. Um, there have been two big incidents. Uh, where relationships have fallen apart because I was in porn. Um, one was the very first uh, girlfriend I ever had while being in porn. Uh, I won't name names, just to be fair, but it was a four-year relationship, and um, and it was novel for this person to start dating me. It seemed fun at first. Uh you know, like your first drink. It seems fun at first, and then 10 years in, you know, you're at the fucking little meeting, and you're my name's such and such, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, such and such. You know, you, you wind up at a fucking AA meeting. It's always fun at first. And that's the way she thought of me, that it was quirky that I was in the adult industry and that I was trans. And it was exciting. It was rock and roll. But the novelty wore off quickly. Um, and I'm really actually kind of surprised that we made it as far as four years. But porn kind of ruined that one. Things came to a nasty head. Um, and the second one that I, I lost because of porn uh, was fairly recent. And it was more than just porn, but porn played a very big part of it. Uh, you know, you just, when you're in this industry, you have to be built for it. You have to, um, if it's just not a natural part of your bones, if you don't know how to compartmentalize your sex life and your business life, if you're not, like I'm, I'm I wouldn't say aggressively sexual, but I'm very much a sexual person to the point where it's such a big deal to me that I've learned how to control it and build something out of it. Um, I have no qualms about sex. I have no abuse problems, no psychological... It, uh, sex does not fuck with me. I fuck with sex. Um, so I'm built for this industry. Uh, but the, the second person I'm talking about, not built for it. Not built for it at all. Again, this is one of these things where it's novel. It's a cool thing to fuck with. It feeds the ego. You know, there's a lot of uh, dopamine rush in this business to be had. Uh, but if in your core you're not built for it and that novelty wears off and it starts creeping you out and you start getting like negative attitude about the business, uh, yeah, it's, it's no bueno. It's bad times. And it's really hard for somebody who... Uh, gets um, disinterested in porn to stick around somebody who's all in. And I'm an all in kind of person. And so there's a lot of clashing of uh, personalities and priorities. And it's very hard to uh, maintain a household when the foundation is dicey, you know? Um, and it's it's like a bad concrete mixture, you know. We, we, the the person that I'm talking about again, I won't name names, but it's like I'm a certain ingredient of concrete, and they're a certain. It turns out that they were an ingredient for some different part of the house, and we couldn't build a foundation. 
are they they're completely viable to build a house with but not as foundation they're a different part of the building is this metaphor getting weird no it's just falling apart um but the thing is uh yeah to get back to the root of the question it's been large parts good and bad um so I, I mean, I, I hope that answers it for you. Uh, there's nothing special about porn that makes relationships work, and there's nothing special about porn that makes it fail. It's just a job, and and I succeed and fail like anybody else working any other kind of job. So that was a that was a long way to to say that last line. <laughs> uh, so let me get back. Oh, the chat room is going nuts. Let me get back and start answering some questions. I think that was it for what we got on the burner line. Thank you, Don, so much. Um, gonna check here real quick just to make sure I'm not overseeing anything. Uh, Come on, phone, turn on. There here we are. Uh, looks like we have. Uh, oh, Don says happy Cinco de Mayo. So yeah, happy Cinco, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> uh, just got done fixing some tacos. Racist. Uh, gonna head back to the station so I can check out tonight's show. It's been a long ass week. We're really depressed. Blah, blah, blah. Make me laugh, please. Oh, okay, okay. So this you sent this just before you entered the chat room. Uh, well, cool. Oh, and we do have a link to his uh, show and his radio station. So we will definitely check that out. Oh, after. We're gonna check that out. Absolutely. So let me get back to the uh, chat room because I do have some emails to get to uh, before we wrap this thing up. Um, Let's see. Uh, Salacia Shauna says, uh, I've had some pretty awful times with most of the ones I've met in person. Oh, wait. Are you talking, Shauna, are you talking about uh, porn star people? Or not even stars. There's very few stars these days. But just uh, people that work in porn, you've had bad times there. Tell me about it. What's shitty about that? Because uh, there are there are definitely shitty people in every business. Um, let me see here. Sex does not work with me. Still this quote. Oh, <laughs> uh, gadfly swats. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, totally. Still that quote. Uh, but at least once or twice attribute it to me because I very rarely say anything clever. So <laughs> I'd like a, I'd like a shout out every now and then. <laughs> Makes me feel good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shauna says you were by far the coolest. Oh well, thank you very much. You know I um, uh, I'm bad at taking compliments. Are you bad at taking compliments? I think you have. Yes. I think you have pretty eyes. Shut the fuck up. See, this is yeah. We have problems in this band. <laughs> we need a therapist couch. <laughs> uh, see, they never could. Uh, actually, they should be asking me how how your life in porn affects me. You never even oh. thought about that. You know, you. Oh, I, I, I a, do, do yeah. you have things to say? Yes. Is my? I'm you know sorry. Much, is my job fucking with your business? Yes. Do you know how much what? I have to lie to people? <laughs> I'm, Whoa, I'm, what? I'm at gigs. I'm at gigs. Okay. I'm at gigs with 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 the drum set that you got me because uh, you do you're all welcome. The, yeah. You do all the financing. <laughs> um, yeah. That's. Uh, you yeah, know why? You want to know why? Uh, yeah. Porn. Yeah. Yeah. So so people come up to me and say, "That's a nice drum set." I say, "Yeah, yeah, I got that." To my, my partner, um, Jamie French. Oh, so uh, you do work? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I work doing this, that, and the other. And um, so, what does she do? I'm gonna say, uh, uh, cocksucker. What did you just say? <laughs> she she drives a truck. That's what she does. She drives tr a truck. Tr truck driver. Yeah, I that's you what said she cocksucker. does. No, tr tr no, I said driver. truck driver. Truck driver. 
<laughs> so, so, so you, so that's a that's a Yamaha stage custom on me. So how'd you get that? I, I got that to Jamie French. Um, Keep talking. I'm grabbing uh, smokes. Um, she, so, well, what she do for for a living? She sucks penises for money. What did you just say? Sopapillas and honey. She's a baker. She works at Pancho's. Can make sopapillas and honey. So I basically lie. To keep uh, we're, we're, our relationship is strained under those circum- circumstances. Why? Uh, interesting question I have here. I assume it's interesting because it interests me. <laughs> Why do you feel you have to lie? What? Well, what hap- What would happen if you didn't? If you just told the truth? What? What's the worst thing that happens if that? Ha- if you tell people that I'm a, a porn person? Oh, they would. They would probably want your phone number. That's advertised online. Like you can just find my phone number. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's not a big deal. Yeah, I tried to tell him. Hey, you know. I mean, if you if you ever want some soap, peas, and honey, she'll hook you up. <laughs> and she will drive her truck to give them to you. You know. You know what? You only have five friends, and I've met four of them. Yeah, and, and you I don't think like I, any of them. <laughs> That's not true. Michelle, I don't care what he says about you. I think you're, I think you're fucking you, aces. You, you aight. That's what she really means. You aight. But I know all your friends, and they all know I'm in porn. I yeah. think you're telling fibs. Yes, I'm fibbing. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh man, we are. They are live tonight. Thank you guys for being in the chat room. We really do appreciate. Uh, it. Really do appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Let's get you first. Oh my goodness! No, that is that is a really shitty story. Oh, um, Shauna says, uh, "Yeah, it, I got fired because they sent shit to my boss." So wait, are you saying what? If I'm, if I'm reading this right, our our buddy Shauna says that uh, they did some porn and then got fired by whoever they're working for because they found out about the porn that you're doing. Because I have something to say about that, if that's the case. Is what she's saying that she worked a civilian job and got fired because someone sent porn to her civilian job? Yeah, I guess porn that she shot. Um, Look, instead of waiting for all the details of your story, I'm just going to say this right up front. Because this is the punchline to your sad story, and I feel really bad for you, and I'm sorry that that happened. Uh, but here's the deal. You don't play with fire unless you're built to be burnt, okay? That may sound weird, but if you're going to be in porn, it's it's the type of thing where you you got two options. You make a career out of it, and you own it, so that nobody can fuck with you, porn now becomes your identity so that you have no vulnerabilities. Nobody should ever be able to use your work in porn against you because porn is all you do. There's nothing to fuck with. You have to make yourself unfuckwithable. Um, so porn is not to be played around with. You do it and you're all in. Or your second option is... You do it when you're young, between the ages of 18 and 23. You fuck around, you shoot a few sets, you had, you can chalk it up to being a crazy kid. 
you know, and then you move on with your life. Um, and generally, that's what most people's stories are. Anybody that gets in porn is usually going to be from 18 to 23. They fuck around with it for about two years, and then they move on with the rest of their adult life and do other things. But if, if you're going to, at a late stage in the game, going to fuck with porn, you have to be able to own it and not make yourself vulnerable. You can't have anything on the line. You have to be willing to give all of that up in order to do it. Because at an older age, you already have your your roots planted, you know? You you have things you've been working on. You have built a, a career. You do have like deeply woven relationships. You know, you are paying bills. You are you know you're tied in you're you're in you're on the grid and uh and so to fuck around with porn man you have to question why the hell you're even doing it you got sexual hang-ups and you think that being in porn is like the kind of thrill that you need to like spice up your humdrum you know nine to five fucking life well that's a bad fucking reason to get into porn no you, you you get into porn because you know that that's it for you. If you're going to be in there, you get to be in there all the way. And you have to have uh, long-term plans. You're going to only be a performer so, for so long. So you build up your skill set and your talents so that you can eventually retire from the camera and get to doing business in porn back behind the camera. You know, and if you've done well for yourself, there is a career waiting for you on the other side of the camera, and you can keep living your life, keep being profitable, and still be in a position where nobody can fuck with you. You know, uh, but to to fuck around with it a little bit and then have it be used as a weapon against you, it's that really sucks that that happened. And I don't want to lay blame on you, but you should definitely use this as an opportunity to re-examine your intentions and purpose for even fucking around with it at all. We don't live in a country that's sex-friendly on the surface. It's sex-friendly and debaucherous in the bedroom. It's sex-friendly and debaucherous uh, in, in hushed tones and whispers. You know, and, 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 and it's, we can consume it all day long, but if we become a part of it, folks frown on it, and that sucks. It's a double-edged sword that sucks about living in this in, um, in America when it comes to the sex industry, but that's the way it is, and there's all kinds of ways to fight it. You know, a plane ticket will do. You can go somewhere that's more liberal uh, and and not have to have these kind of concerns. But if you like the taste of America, you have to know how to navigate America's system. So and that's what I do. Nobody fucks with me. I can never get fired from a job. I can never have my parents be disappointed in me. I can never have a girlfriend that... Uh, it says, fuck, I didn't know you were in porn. You're, oh, so gross. No, none of that can ever happen to me because I'm in it and upfront about it. I'm unfuckwithable. So if you're going to be in porn, make sure that you're ready to be unfuckwithable. 
So I'm sorry that that happened to you. Uh, but moving along, I feel like I've lectured you long enough. <laughs> sorry for that. Hope you still stick around. The word for today is unfuckwithable. With a capital un. <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, keep going down the list. Oh, man. Shauna, you're chewing my ear off here. Let's see. I don't know where to start. Hey, you smell something burning? Is that your cigarette? <laughs> no, it's my dress. It's my, my dress is on fire. <laughs> you, you I might, literally burnt a hole in my dress. <laughs> you might want to put that out, Mrs. Unfuckwittable. I didn't say I was. I didn't say I was. Un- I didn't. I didn't say I wasn't. I, wasn't um, prone to fire. I, yeah, I didn't say I was uninflammatory. Yes. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, let's see. Yes. No. Total. Total. Burn on me. Burn. <laughs> uh, let's. Oh, hey, we have emails to get to while we have ten minutes left to kill. This the is great. Emails, the emails. <laughs> the emails. <laughs> Hey, uh, say hell yeah if you're a fan of Homestar Runner out there. Let's see who's old. <laughs> While I pull up these emails, why don't you kill some time, Orion, and talk to the good people. Uh, well, once again, uh, we want to thank you very much for um, coming on to the to the uh, live stream. We, we got a lot of things we're going to answer, and we, we definitely do appreciate it. first question in our emails <laughs> what is that <laughs> hey, it's, uh, let's, just, let's, let's get weird man let's get weird uh, almost made me <laughs> one set of footprints in the sand <laughs> no okay so uh, first question from our email is uh, let's see do you think your skills as a director of adult films would uh, lend itself well to other kinds of films like music video or horror well to yeah, obviously. Everything that I do well outside of porn is because of what I learned from making porn. Ten years of doing this stuff, um, it has sharpened my skill set. Because it's mandatory to put out content, so I'm forced to learn how to do all the things that are necessary. And then you can kind of transpose those uh, skills into actual interests of yours you know uh after the job what can i do with these skills well i love movies i love making stuff in general and so those those skills come in very very handy and then once you start getting once you start using like the base set of skills from your job to the stuff that you love doing you you start doing different kinds of things with the stuff that you love and then you use those new skills and you put it back into your job so it's 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 uh it it feeds itself um and all it takes is you being interested in what you're doing so yes uh it definitely has helped me um make music videos and and uh little short films and things and vice versa uh so, the second question is, uh, what do you think of pineapple on pizza? Love it! <laughs> I love it. I love the pineapple on pizza. And I know it's uh, a very polarizing kind of subject as far as, you know, how important pizza is. Um, uh, people hate it or they love it. And I love it. And here's why. Um, 
I need that little tinge of tangy sweetness to uh, even out the. What, 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 no, no, not the. I'm using the acidity and the. I'm using the tartness and the sweetness to counterbalance the. What do they call that flavor? Umami. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's pizza for me without any kind of sweet factor, which is in this case pineapple is going to be the thing that does it. Uh, it's too much umami. It's like it's like have it's like just eating a steak and not having any vegetables or sauce or side dish. It's just too much of one kind of flavor. So I use the sweetness of the pineapple to to break that up and give my tongue a little something more to do. Um so yeah, I do like the the pineapple on a pizza. Love it. Um and then the third question is uh flat Flat, flat wound or round wound strings. A, a musician's question. Uh, this person is asking what kind of strings I prefer to use on my bass. Um, uh, round wound, of course. I play rock and roll, pop, uh, just contemporary three to five minute songs, and by and large, round wound does the trick. Flat wound, I would never put on a fretted bass. Those strings, I think, work best on a fretless bass. And I rarely play it. I own one, but I rarely play it. It's for specific sounds, specific purposes. So, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a pack of flat wounds maybe every three or four years just to restring the fretless I hardly ever play. Um, but, yeah, round wound. I like that punch. I like that uh, giddy up and go that only a round wound can provide. Um, and that's it. So far, as far as our emails are concerned, let me double check here. Uh, yeah. So let me go back to the chat room. We have six minutes to kill. Actually, um, we may not even be able to get to other questions because we have some plugs to do. Uh, let me see if there's anything else that's pressing. Oh, uh, Don says he likes the uh, pineapple if you put it on after the pizza is cooked. I could go both ways there, Don. I've done that before. Especially if I buy like a shitty uh, store-bought, you know, microwave pizza or whatever. Um, yeah, I always got some pineapple lying around. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I always have pineapple lying around. Have you noticed that? You can't go two feet without tripping over a can of pineapple in this house. Um, <laughs> well, that's, but, much, that's much better than the old parsnip scare of 2008. Where have all the parsnips gone? Ah, uh, see, only cool people will get it. So let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this show up. Um, Ryan, uh, before we get to official outro stuff, uh, do you... Why don't you go ahead and uh, plug some stuff that you're... Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and give a shout-out and uh, do some official business before we get to the uh, end of the podcast? Um, I'm going to cover a whole bunch of stuff, so I'll make it quick. Mm. Number one, um, Dead Girl Productions, The Approximate Podcast, 900, The Void, Ask a Trainee, um... Approximate interviews, approximate concerts. You can find them all at approximatepodcast.com. See, this is the part that I didn't want you to get to yet. I wanted you to talk about your endorsement deal. Well, yeah, you let me finish, oh, goddammit. I don't like to let you finish. Yeah, see, the, the, I want to be here forever. <laughs> but we only have 
three minutes. Go. I want to take a, also want to take a moment out to um, thank uh, my new sponsor, Diamondback Drumsticks. What? Um, I'm one of their artists now, and um, I was gonna I was gonna give you a little bit more details on that and in, in the next 900. But let's go just go ahead and get it out there. Um, Diamond Diamondback Drumsticks, laser engraved drumsticks out of Texas. Um, it's a great product. Um, it's laser engraved on the back, so it gives you a better a better grip. Um, Two minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> f- uh, five different sizes you can work with, drum sizes, um, including a corp size. Um, and by corp, I don't mean dead person. I mean drum core. Anyway, <laughs> that's funny. I don't care who you are. Um, oh, yeah. I want to write a song called Unnecessary Clarification. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you going to do it right now? Nope. End it. <laughs> Are you going to do it right now? Nope. End it. Because I'm, 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 I'm going out with the song. All right. It's a Dead Girl production. You can reach us you through the You said that before. Oh, you shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dead Girl production. You can reach us through the Twitterverse at ApproxPod. Um, you can reach us through all other sorts of media. The iTunes. The iTunes. Uh, uh, the iTunes. Give them the burner line. 817-673-3704. You call that line. And you uh, send us a message, send us a text, and we'll answer it on the show, just like we have done tonight. We have it's demonstrable. We have done it. It works. Call us up. All right. I'm good. You good? I think I'm good. I'm gonna end us uh, with the song. There's a guy I know. His name is Ryan. I don't like him very much He's big and he's black and he's white And he has really pretty eyes, Orion Hey, fuck y'all, good night, bye Cut that off while I punch you in the eye Not gonna (laughs)